You're listening to episode 78, brought to you by Teamy and RxBar. For 25% off your order of $49.99 or more, go to teamyblends.com and use the code 25LOVELY. And for 25% off your first order of RX bars, go to rxbar.com slash lovely and use the code lovely. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Today's episode features Tiffany King and her beautiful new cookbook, Eat at Home. I love this cookbook, and I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear all about it. But first, I want to tell you a couple of things that we have going on with the Cultivating the Lovely community because big things are happening in August. We have launched the next iteration of our Patreon community, the Yellow Brick Road community, where you can gain access to not only all of the extra Cultivating the Lovely stuff, like the What Ingrid and Fiona-like podcast and other challenges that we have for self-care and homemaking, but you also have access to everything we have going on with the brand new podcast, The Same Page, that launches next Monday in just a few days. We have all kinds of goodies and community and printables and schedules and all kinds of things that parents can get their hands on to really make the most of this brand new podcast that launches on August 27th. So if you want to get in there and be able to be a part of all that, get in our exclusive Facebook groups, be able to see exclusive lives, and also get our member-only podcast, The Yellow Brick Road then make sure you hop over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We would love to have you be a part of it. We're just a little bit excited for it. We've also given the Cultivating the Lovely website a little bit of a facelift. So if you haven't checked that out in a while, then be sure to head over to cultivatingthelovely.com and let us know what you think. All right, ladies, that's enough jibber jabber. On with today's episode with Tiffany King. Welcome, Tiffany. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. I am so excited to have you on the show because you write about one of my favorite topics, and that's meal planning. So it just feels like a perfect fit to have you on the show. But for people who aren't familiar with you, can you introduce yourself and tell everyone where they can find you on the web? Sure. Um, I'm Tiffany, and I um, have a site called Eat at Home, and you can find that at eatathomecooks.com. And there I've, um, I started that in 2008. So it's been almost oh, 10 yeah. years. Go you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It started as a hobby and it's grown into a full fledged business. Um, That's awesome. that keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. I started my online platform back in 2008 too. And my, how things have changed. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> we didn't For even sure. have social media really when we got going. Actually, I think I was I think I was 2007. Yeah, cuz my son was just over 1 and man, it was a whole different different ball game. It was a different ball game. Had I known that video was going to be such a big part of what I do now, I'm not sure I would have signed up. (laughs) (laughs) And see, when video hit the ground a couple of years ago, because I did Periscope hardcore when it first came out, and it was like coming home. It was like, this is what I needed blogging to be all (laughs) along. And so, yeah, it's funny how you just have totally different 
experiences but yes yeah, yeah. but I'm it's I been good it. to... I'm sorry it's stressful it... for you <laughs> <laughs> well it pushes me outside my comfort zone and there's yeah. something to be said for that so that is true yeah. that is true well one comfort zone that I think we both have is meal planning and I'm just so excited about everything you have to offer because there's a lot of meal planning sites out there and there's a lot of that kind of stuff but I was sent your book and I feel like this is the book that moms have needed for a century because I I will read the chapter titles and everything in just a minute. But I, I really want to dive into like why all of this is important because in August, in our Patreon group, we are talking all about planning and prepping for a new year. And so for those of you who want to go check all the resources out that we have there, you can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We're talking about all these different ways that you can kind of get your feet under you so when you start the year, you're not already behind and you can reduce a lot of the decision fatigue. And I think one of the main, possibly the main thing that moms can do to save their sanity is meal plan well. Or if you have failed at the meal planning for a week, have this book on hand (laughs) because you guys, okay, I'm just, I did this on Insta stories recently, but I'm going to read some of these chapter titles because they're brilliant, seriously ingenious. Okay. I only have 15 minutes tonight. My refrigerator is empty. Everyone's on a different schedule. I'm out of the house all day and won't have time to cook. I don't have time for dishes tonight. I want to cook for tonight and tomorrow. I want to cook for the whole week. I have a bit more time tonight. We can't sit down for a meal tonight. I want to make something extra tonight. I have a sweet tooth. I mean, you hit it all. (laughs) If there's anything that comes up for somebody, I feel like you can find what you need to make dinner happen at home. And beyond that, too, I'm always a little leery when I get books like this because I'm like, okay, it's one of these moms who's like, okay, yeah, let's let's put everything in the crock pot. And then you find, like, you need a can of this soup and a can of that. And, and it wasn't that way. Like, you have healthy recipes in here that moms can feel really good about but are still totally doable. So how did you get yes. here? How did you get here? <laughs> well, I got here because of my own life. You know, I've got four kids and um, my oldest is 26. So okay. I've been a mom for quite a while now. Yeah. And I feel like I've experienced pretty much everything in the realm of, you know, as far as you've got these little babies, um, you've got the witching hour when they're yes. cranky and it's always you know, right for, when you need to cook and it's just exactly miserable. it always is, um, you know, through having toddlers, um, having preschoolers who want to help. Then you get yeah. into those really busy school age years, mm-hmm. teenage years where you're driving. You know, it's hard to make dinner when you're driving across town. Yeah. Um, and those sports practices are always at dinner time. Yes. Um, so just over the years of trying to feed my family, I've encountered a lot of situations and I've figured out a lot of workarounds so that we can get dinner on the table, um, despite everything. Yeah. So how did it start out? You had this blog and you were just writing about eating at home. Yes. So yeah, I started sharing recipes on the blog. I started it as a hobby, um, And then it just kind of grew and took off and became something that was making income for our family. By selling your recipes or what what was it that was generating the income for you there? 
Um, at first, it was the advertising. Okay. Um, yeah, and then some sponsored posts working with different bl- nice. brands. Um, so it's you know typical food blogger, any yeah. kind of blogger really. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started um, our eat at home meal plans, and I think that started. I should know the answer to this, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it started um, about five years ago. Okay. Now, yeah, and so that's a paid membership where we provide a. Meal plans and the um, color-coded grocery list and nice. all of the recipes, um, and members have access to four different plan types. I really try to, you know, give them those 15-minute meals and slow cooker meals and pressure cooker meals so that it fits into your day because yeah. that's the thing mm-hmm. about whether you're doing your own meal planning or you're using um, a paid service, whatever it is those recipes need to fit your day. Like if you've ever gotten to the end of the day and you can't fit dinner in, it's probably not the recipe or it's not you, it's the recipe. Yeah. It just didn't match up with where you needed. Like maybe you needed to do your cooking in the morning or maybe you needed to set your instant pot up in the afternoon or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, totally. This is actually something I was just talking about last week with a friend because I'm, I'm, I'm probably a next level passionate weird meal planner. You probably don't <laughs> run into many like me, but I like I just feel so strongly about it. I hate going to the grocery store if I don't have a meal plan. Like I I'm a meal planner to the core. And one of the things I had talked about with a friend of mine was how well you need to match up when you're making your meal plan, you have to do it alongside your schedule. Like they, they Mm -hmm. have to coincide. (laughs) You have to say, I think I'm going to have this much time this night so I can either make something more or I need to make, you know, so I have leftovers for the busy night. And to her, like I forget sometimes that not everyone's brain works the same way that mine (laughs) does. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Cause I would always just plan all my meals and then I'd get to home and be like, I can't make this. I don't have time, but Oh yeah. I should make it work with our schedule. That's important. Yeah. A lot of times I think we think about the type of food we want to eat. Do we, are we in the mood for tacos or spaghetti or whatever it is? And really that's not the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The biggest issue is that do we have time? Yeah. And sometimes we get really ambitious when we're making our meal plan um, and think, oh, I'm going to, you know, cook everything from scratch and start with the, you know, garden fresh, which is fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. But sometimes you need to start with a salad kit. Yeah. (laughs) It's still lettuce and it's still, you know, um, but if you only have 15 minutes, you've got to, got to get some shortcuts in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I love a lot of our local grocery stores. They even have some like pre-prepped ingredients that are yes. already cleaned and chopped and whatever. Like even Trader Joe's have a, has a lot of that kind of thing that is so helpful for making, you know, fairly ordinary meals work a lot faster. Yes, it is. And if, you know, some people like to chop, I do, I, it doesn't bother me. Um, but if there's a part of making a meal that does bother you and, and hangs you up every time, purchasing some of those pre prepped ingredients is a great way to go. It may be a little bit more expensive, but not as expensive as eating out. Yeah. And if it gets you, you know, cooking at home, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. So I feel like we need to campaign a little bit for like why meal planning is so important. Like what can it do for moms? What are some of the biggest things like that you think will, it will help with a family to get the meal planning going? 
for me, the the biggest benefit is that by the end of the day, you've probably made a million decisions. You've yes. been asked a million questions, especially if you're with your kids. Yes. <laughs> it just it never ends. And by the time you get to four or five o'clock, six o'clock, you're done. I mean, for me, my brain yeah. is done. Yeah. So anything I can automate and take yes. that decision making process out of, you know, take myself out of that is a benefit to me. So yeah, if I've printed off one of our meal plans and I just look at that and say, okay, this is the night we're going to have this 15 minute meal or this sheet pan dinner or whatever, because I don't do them in order. I kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, make it work, but I know exactly that I have the ingredients for that and know how much time it's going to take me and I can make it. I don't ask myself, am I in the mood to eat that? Because sometimes I'll say no, but that a lot of times is just me trying to get out of cooking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it really, by the time that food is done and on a plate in front of me, I'm in the mood to eat it. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. Cause you put in the effort at that point. And that was the number yeah. one thing that I wrote down on my list too. Cause I was like, okay, well I'm such an avid meal planner. What, what are my reasons? Like, why is this important? And that decision fatigue thing is so real. I, hate when my kids ask me what are we having for dinner if I can't answer the question if I have to try to think about that or conjure that or well I gotta look in the fridge and see like no that's yeah that's the worst to me it is the worst now that said um when I'm creating recipes I actually will force myself into that position so that I can come up with recipes that are gonna work for other people who have been forced into that yeah, that position so that it's common ingredients and it comes mm-hmm. together quickly and, you know, all of those things. So that is kind of part of my recipe creation process mm-hmm. um, on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 not a good way when you get to the end of a super busy day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it can be stressful under well, other circumstances. And that's yeah. why I think kind of what you've got to offer here is unique and kind of the full meal deal that you have the meal plans that people can get. So it's already figured out for you, but sometimes even a great meal plan fails and, or you just, you know, didn't get around to doing exactly, you know, the grocery shopping that it called for or whatever. And so having a resource like this at your fingertips with your book that allows people to say, okay, I didn't do all of that, but what can I do right now? Like what will work? so that we can still yes. eat at home and save the money and be together as a family. Like what can we make work? You've, you've created a resource to make up for our lacking in other ways, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Because there's no doubt that sometimes the meal plan fails. Sometimes yeah. things, the day just goes different than what you think it's going to, or your week goes different and having the cookbook where you can open it and, say, okay, I do only have 15 minutes tonight. Let me see what I can make. Or this is the pantry chapter. You know, I'm running low on almost everything. Well, what can I make? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I think it's really helpful. Yeah. I, I know I found myself turning to, um, I've got um, some galley copies, you know, some pre-release mm-hmm. copies. And then I got a copy of the actual cookbook um, the other day. Um, which is so fun. And I find myself turning to it quite a bit to make things. Yeah, I'm excited to use it as, you know, the backup for, oh, I didn't get it done. But also 
for my meal planning as I'm, you know, thinking in advance going, okay, I know that night I'm not going to have much time. Okay, well, these are recipes that will work for those. And they all look like things that my kids would eat, which is really nice. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Hey, ladies, Teamy is back sponsoring the podcast again this week. And can I just say how much I love this company and their teas? Not only their teas, I'm going to take a second just to tell you about their tumbler because just the tumbler is awesome. I love it so much. It's a double walled tumbler that actually lets you put in the loose leaf tea. And then it has a filter in the top so that you can drink straight from the bottle and still have the loose leaf tea inside. I love it for on the go and even at home. It's so simple and I love that I can make loose leaf tea so easily. It's super handy to have around. And then I love the tea that I'm using on top of it. Their detox tea is amazing. Now, I know a lot of us don't really think about it, but we've all eaten those meals that we aren't particularly proud of. And those foods and those toxins actually stay in our colon for years. I know as mamas, a lot of times we're dealing with bellies and a lot of belly issues like bloating and we have low energy and low metabolism. Well, the combination of Teamy's skinny and colon cleanse teas really help to deal with that. It's so simple. All you have to do is drink your Teamy skinny tea in the morning and then every other day drink their colon cleanse tea. Just by adding this to your routine, you will start getting rid of those toxins that your body has been holding on to. And it can be up to 10 to 15 pounds of those toxins. So we really want to get rid of them. Nobody needs that, right? I've really noticed a difference from when I'm really being loyal to being on the detox to when I'm not. I always start to feel sluggish again and like things just aren't moving the way that I want them to be. But when I'm on the detox, I feel more energy and I feel like things are just moving through my system the way that they should be. I just feel more on top of my health and I think that you will too. So with that in mind, you can go to teamyblends.com. That's T-E-A-M-I blends.com and use the code 25LOVELY for 25% off an order of $49.99 or more. Again, that's 25% off of $49.99 or more with the code 25LOVELY at teamyblends.com. So do you meal plan for other meals of the day as well? How do you tackle thinking about breakfast and lunches and that kind of thing? Um, We're boring breakfast eaters (laughs) in that as soon as my kids were able to make their own breakfast, you know, I kind of guide them in what is a healthy breakfast to be eating, but they make their own. So we get into habits of Mm -hmm. having the same same exact thing. Everybody in the family may have something different and we may be eating it at a different time. Um, But like I'll eat the same breakfast for six months a year and then I'll switch it up. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but yeah. I think that in of itself is the plan, you know, to know Mm -hmm. like you're just going to eat the same thing. Like I, I don't have a problem with that either. Some people get frustrated with that monotony, but it's much easier to me to just know that that's what I'm having or that's what the kids are having. These are the stock things I need to buy and have on hand because Mm -hmm. we can't do it all. (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. And then lunch tends to be, um, for us, we'll eat the leftovers or, um, sandwiches or, you know, yogurt, whatever is just simple salads, things like that. Yeah. I don't really plan lunch. Okay. That sounds good. I'm We're transitioning the first time this year to my kids being in school. And so 
we've homeschooled all the way up till now and I feel like I have to think about lunch in an entirely different way. <laughs> I've got yeah. to, I've got got to get pre-prepped for that so I'm not last minute, you know, every morning in a panic throwing together something. Yes. So, so yeah. I'm getting all That's the tips so... I can wherever I can. Yeah, what my daughter, my youngest daughter was the best um, lunch packer when she needed to pack lunch and she would do it herself because we homeschooled um, there. Well, they're all still, well, the one who hasn't graduated yet is still homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> we're all the way through, but there were nice. classes that they went to and mm -hmm. she just packed the most creative lunches. Um, everybody else was like, here, let me have a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not prom promising anything, you know, shaped like characters or don't get your <laughs> hopes up guys, but I at least need to be like prepared for what we need to do. Yes. Yeah. So a cookbook sounds like quite an undertaking to write. I mean, yes. how, what was that process like for you? Um, it, it's been long. So first of all, I never wanted to write a cookbook. Okay. <laughs> I'll admit that. I've always wanted to write a book, but um, a cookbook wasn't really on my horizon, despite the fact that I have a food blog. Um I just, I knew that it would cut down on the amount of recipes I could share on the site because oh, you can yeah. only create so many. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was approached by an agent a couple of years ago and um, we started talking and um, I decided that it was, the timing was right for me okay. to do it. Um, so yeah, and it's been an exciting process. It's been really interesting for me. So I wrote the proposal and then um, after that, my agent kind of shopped that around to different publishers and um, I signed the contract with my publisher and then set about writing the book. So all last summer, um, spring and summer, I was testing recipes, um, okay. so much recipe testing. Um, I did gain some weight during that time. <laughs> <laughs> your family was well fed. My family was well fed. My neighbors were well fed. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of recipe testing going on. Um, and then I turned the manuscript in, and I think October, um, the photographer did photos. It just, you know, it's just, it kind of kept going yeah. around with all the edits. But yeah, so it's been a long time. It's yeah. been about two years in the works. So for the photos, did you cook the food and they staged it or did they cook the food and stage it? Or what was that like? Yeah, they did all of it. So, okay. yeah, I have a really great photographer out of Brooklyn, New York. And I didn't even go. I thought about going to the photo shoot and I, I thought, well, you know, she's a professional and has this in control. She knows yeah. what she's doing. So I didn't go. They would send me some proofs of um, the photos that she had taken at the end of each day. And I knew which recipes, you know, what she was kind of shooting each day. Um, and a couple of times I would send back, no, it's supposed to be done like this, or it needs to look like this, but mostly she just hit it exactly the way it needed to be. Wow. Yeah. What an intense process. So how many days were they shooting? They, um, shot for a week. Wow. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how many how many recipes did they photograph? Is because ev not everyone is photographed in the book. Correct? Not everyone is photographed, but I think I want to say there's like seventy five of them wow. are photographed, um, and I think there's a hundred and one. 
Wow. So yeah, so most of them are. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. intense. I'm just flipping through it right now. Mine's just black and white. I'm assuming the final copy is going to be. The final copy is in color. It looks so good. I was I really, bet. really happy with how it looked. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I mean, even though the black and white photos, I'm sitting here getting hungry just flipping <laughs> through them. But they're very, like, just when you think of it from that perspective, somebody had to sit here and stage each and every one of these shots, and they're not all the exact same. Like, they think about even putting the cup of water in the background and, you know, piling up the chicken just so. And, you know, it's just right. it's really interesting to think about from that perspective how to make it unique and interesting throughout because it's something I think that people like will look at the food but they don't realize how much it takes to really go into making it look that appealing or you know yeah 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 my photography for the blog is adequate at best (laughs) and now I'm out of practice it's not even that so it was really good to work with this photographer she did a great job and I think really um hit you know, to make it look very approachable. Mm -hmm. Like any of us can walk in our kitchen and make this. That's what I wanted. I didn't want something that looked so perfect that we couldn't relate to it. Or at least for me. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a very at-home cookbook. Like, yeah, you don't have to be at a four-star restaurant to, you don't have to have any Michelin stars to make these recipes. (laughs) You'll be just fine. That's right. Yes. So are you planning on utilizing a lot of these recipes while you're doing your book promotion? Because that can take a lot of time. So you will you think you'll be kind of using your own book to fall back on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, abs- I absolutely have already. Um, there's a couple of them that I, I have gone to. That 15-minute chapter, um, yeah. I hit that pretty hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times already. Um, and some of the other recipes, I do find myself looking back to, to make those again. My yeah. sister's coming this weekend and we're going to do that. Um, make your own pizza bar because Fun. that's simple for a crowd. And yeah. yeah, that's nice that there are even recipes that you can adapt to have people over and all of that. It's not just like, Oh, the only stuff, you, stuff you'd only pull out with just your own family. It's like, they're really right. good and that usable. So that's nice. So obviously you have been, you know, a big proponent for cooking at home. That's what your whole website has been about for the past 10 years. What kind of effect do you think that has had on your family as you've grown your kids up? Yeah, I'm kind of in the neat position now to be able to actually see that in action because I have kids who are older. Um, My oldest two are married. So now I'm watching them with their spouses develop that eating at home habit together. So they, I'm, yeah, they're, I have no grandkids, so we haven't seen that phase yet, but, um, my daughter and her husband will cook at home. Um, they try to make that a priority to eat at home. Now she's working on her PhD and he's busy working. And so their schedules are sometimes kind of crazy it may be 10 o'clock at night when they get to it, um, but they they work that in um, to make sure they're eating together. And my son and his new wife, um, the same thing. They're, they're really starting to build that habit. Nice. And then we all come together. Um, we try for once a week, but it doesn't always happen with the eight of us now. Um, yeah. But we do try to gather around the table, to all of us together. That's nice. And we still keep that, 
even though a lot of times now we're down to three people, sometimes it's just me and my husband and we have that emptiness like, okay, (laughs) this is what we're moving towards. But we're still, it's still family dinner, like no matter how many people are around the table, whether it's two or eight or anywhere in between. Yeah, that's a good philosophy to hold for sure, that it's just as important to connect just with your spouse or, you know, if your spouse is gone, just with a kid or whatever. Yes. And that's, it, it can still hold meaning to have that time together. Hey ladies, RX Bar is back this week as one of our sponsors. And if you've followed for any length of time, you know that my family and I are huge fans of RX Bar. But I want to give you a little snippet if you aren't as familiar with them. They're an awesome brand that really believes in the power of transparency, so much so that they list the main ingredients of all of their bars right on the front of their packaging. And they're simple things like egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, and spices like sea salt or cinnamon. Their adult bars come in 14 delicious flavors, such as peanut butter, peanut butter chocolate, chocolate sea salt, one of my family's favorites, blueberry, mixed berry, and coconut chocolate, but they also have a kid's line as we've talked about before because parents expect the same high quality, clean label nutrition for their kids as they eat themselves. You don't have to compromise at all with these kids' bars, and they fit into our modern lifestyles but have the nutrition expectations that we want. They're the same whole food ingredients as RX Bar Adult, just smaller and kid-friendly flavors. The texture is also a little bit softer, and the nuts are chopped up in smaller pieces. The kids' bars come in six flavors, like chocolate chip, a big favorite with my kids, PB&J, double chocolate chip, and peanut butter chocolate. Both the adults and kids' bars are gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free, and they have no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. For parents, they are perfect for pre- or post-workout, breakfast on the go, or a snack at the office, or to keep in your car. My work life is very on the go, and I always have a couple stashed in my work bag. They're also perfect for kids. It's great heading into the school year because they're a delicious lunchbox add-in, after-school snack, or to throw in a sports bag for before or after practice. And again, keeping them in the car, when hunger strikes with my kids, I always know what I can grab that's going to keep them full for a really long time. RX bars have become an essential part of our life and routine. I just know that I can always turn to them, my kids are going to like them, they're easy, and they meet my expectations. RX Bar is offering an exclusive pack of six adult bars and four kids bars so the whole family is able to enjoy. For 25% off your order, you can visit rxbar.com lovely and enter the promo code lovely at checkout. Again, for 25% off your first order and to try their exclusive pack of six adult bars and four kids bars, you can just go to rxbar.com lovely and enter the code lovely at checkout. Do you feel like it helped foster your family relationships to just know that you guys would sit down as much as possible and eat together throughout the years? Yes, I I really do. It's a chance where you can put down, um, you know, screen when we were, when the kids were younger, the screen we had was the TV, Yeah. right? So that was always off and in another room. But then as technology advanced and we just put our phones down, put that aside focus on each other. And it became, um, I guess, kind of an anchor in the day. The kids just always knew that our, for our family dinner is at six and, you know, pretty much unless we're gone for a soccer game or something. Um, and that happens for sure, but they still know that that they can kind of depend on that. Um, you know, when they were in college or they moved away, if they come home at that time, they, 
they pretty much know somebody's probably going to be there. Mm -hmm. There's probably going to be food, you know. So, yeah, I do think it, it really helped us to to build a strong family. It was definitely an important part of our family culture. That's nice. So did you, as you were, you know, raising your kids up, and I guess they would, how old is your youngest right now? My youngest is 15. Okay. So you started this blogging when they were five. So that's mm-hmm. still an age where they maybe want to help you in the kitchen sometimes. Like <laughs> how involved did you get your kids in the cooking process on, you know, just kind of like on a normal basis. Okay. I'm going to admit here um, that I prefer to cook by myself, especially when they're young, because by the, you know, by the end of the day, you're kind of tired. And if they wanted to help, I would definitely let them help. When I would pull them in the most is if I felt like they needed some strong parenting at that moment (laughs) or they needed something to do um, or I just wanted to have a conversation with them, like especially as they got into their teen years Mm -hmm. and I I wanted to open conversation with them, I would bring them in and kind of have them, you know, shred the cheese or set the table or um, make the salad or whatever whatever it was, teach them how to make the muffins or rolls or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. to go with the meal. Um, And then some of them developed an interest in cooking and I would teach them more. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Like, cause I totally get it. (laughs) Like I get like, Oh my gosh, no, that's usually the time of day where I'm like, mommy's putting in her earbuds and I'm going to Uh listen to this while you go away for me and I do the cooking. And that's okay. Yeah. It really is. I think so too. But I also know, like, I also have that pull. Like, I want to prepare them for being able to cook on their own when they're out of the house and be ready for that so they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. But for me personally, I have to kind of like make that a special thing. Like, okay, I'm going to purposefully set aside this time to work with them and help them learn how to you know, have certain cooking skills, but in the day to day, it's just too much for my brain to handle. Yeah. Yeah. It, that is a good way to approach it. I think to just kind of set aside an actual time to do that or like mentally prepare yourself that you're going to have extra help yes. <laughs> during that time. That some people, key. Yeah. Some people enjoy that kind of chaotic um, energy that kids bring to the kitchen and others of us maybe not so much. Yeah, <laughs> not really. I, I always laugh that I was even homeschooling my kids because it was like, I I don't like teaching you how to read. <laughs> it's, yes. it's not fun for me. I know it has to be done, but I like the older ages. Like when my older son comes in to help me now, it's like a total, I mean, he's 12, but he's still like, mm-hmm. he can be actually useful. <laughs> I can have yes. him do real things that I don't have to hover over him. And, you know, I have other friends that they're the exact opposite. They, they want to do the, you know, they think it's fun to have their kids in there and the, you know, the little hands and, oh, I'm teaching them how to do this and whatever. And, I'm just they're they're also the preschool teachers and the you know right <laughs> and the high school thing intimidates them and I'm like oh I can't wait to get to the goods and they're like oh <laughs> yes. that totally intimidates me so <laughs> everybody I think it's part of just knowing your own personality and mm-hmm. if you can't parent well and be having them in the kitchen with you then it's probably not worth it like if it's just going to end up frustrating you more than anything then it's not doing anything good for your relationship like just 
set aside a time when you know it's going to be kid cooking time and the rest like give yourself a break mamas because it's not worth it (laughs) yes exactly I completely agree with that good solidarity my fellow meal planning junkie mom. <laughs> so I, yeah. I am just so excited. Is there anything else that you want to share specifically about this book that, you know, a favorite recipe or you think is going to be the most helpful to people or like one last tip about meal planning? I think my last tip would be to find a couple of go-to recipes. And I think we probably all naturally have those. Yeah. Sometimes you can get tired of them. So it's good to refresh it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But just the, those recipes that you can keep the ingredients on hand, that um, come together really quickly, that your family tends to enjoy, um, and that you can make it enough times that you're just about memorized it. Yes. I think that's a really good tip, too. Great. Well, okay. I would love to hear how you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life. You're in the midst of book promotion, you know, all of that. So what are you doing to cultivate loveliness? What I'm doing is um, with my husband, we've been taking a hike together. It's not far from our house. And we've been going on Saturday mornings, um, just the two of us. And it's been really nice to know that we're going to have that time. And there's something about walking through the woods that just invites conversation in a different way than other activities, driving in the car, sitting around the table. It's just different. We get into deeper conversations and yeah, it's been really neat. That's nice. That sounds really good. One of the ways I am currently cultivating loveliness right now, I always have to like rack my brain because I answer this question so much. I'm like, I'm really not doing (laughs) that much to cultivate loveliness. But one thing is just kind of changing my mindset going into a new year and realizing that my roles are changing and what I'm doing is changing. And so just really trying to embrace that because it's not been an easy transition. It's It's been pretty hard actually. And like giving up homeschooling, that was such a huge part of my identity. And um, that, so that's that's been a big transition for me, but just trying to embrace, like I got together with some friends recently and one of them is very much a businesswoman, and she just really encouraged me, like, you just have to own it. You have to own that this is what you're doing, and you can't apologize for it because you have to take care of your family, and that's okay. And so I think for me, that's that's kind of how I'm cultivating loveliness right now is like, okay, I just got to run with it. Like, it's going to go better if I just embrace it than if I keep trying to fight against it. And it really has been freeing and it's allowed me to let go of a lot of stress to just be like, okay, this is what it is. I need to just let it be that and take it for all it's worth. So that's I love that. That's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? I'm ready. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Essential oils. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? paper but I feel a little guilty (laughs) I think everyone who answers this question most most some people are just like unabashedly paper are you crazy but I think we all like oh we want to love the cloth napkin thing but yeah (laughs) not so much okay city or country Mm, city okay paper or digital paper okay shopping would you rather do it online or in the store online. All right. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need that mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music? 
music. Okay. And what's some of your favorite cooking music to listen to? If I really need to um, let the day roll off of me, I'll go for the upbeat country stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. Okay. Sports or no sports? No sports. All right. Live <laughs> broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? I think I know the answer. Uh, yeah, watch. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? Oh, wow. So many movies. Um, okay, I'm going to do a throwback to White Nights, which was from like the mid 80s. Okay. It's a dance movie with Barishnikov that nobody's oh. ever heard of. It. It's so fun. Yeah. I think I think I have heard of it, but I wouldn't have known what it was until you said Barishnikov. Yeah. Fun. Okay. <laughs> if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum and zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where would you be on the spectrum? Mm, I would go for a five or maybe six, depending on the issue. But then you could maybe go four on other ways. So yeah, it's yeah. a pendulum. You know, <laughs> it, is. it really is. It sure okay. is. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me, Tiffany. I am so excited about your cookbook. I hope that it finds a home in lots of these listeners' homes because I think it's an awesome tool that kind of every mom just needs to have in her back pocket so good for you you. yeah thanks so much thanks for having me here too it was fun yes it was fun thanks so much for coming on and i'll talk to you soon okay okay bye 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 All right, ladies, if you would like to pre-order a copy of Tiffany's brand new cookbook, Eat at Home, it's perfect in time for the beginning of the school year, then you can actually head over to our show notes at boldturquoise.com slash 078, and we've got a link that can take you straight to Amazon and get that book in your hot little hands the day that it releases. Don't forget to join us on Monday for the release of our brand new podcast, The Same Page. Be looking for that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're hoping to get it to some other places as well. But those are the three that it will for sure be on on August 27th. So be looking for that. We are so excited to get it to you. So far, the few people have heard it, like everyone in the Patreon community has gotten to hear the first episode. They've been raving about it and are super excited. We can't wait to get it out to all of you. Okay, so be looking for that, The Same Page. if you happen to want an email for the minute that it goes live, you can actually hop over to the samepagepodcast.com and sign up for our email subscription where you'll get the latest updates on the show and some fun extras just for newsletter subscribers. All right. Thank you to all of you who leave those ratings and reviews in iTunes. It makes such a difference. We really love and appreciate all of you. And until next week, go be bold and gracious. Mm-hmm.